Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 77. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Family from the Heart podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we are here to give you, well, just a little update on all kinds of various things that we've brought up over the last 70-some-odd episodes of Family from the Heart. And we also have one single voicemail that we are going to play for you to start the show off. So let's see what Tony has to say. Right. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Tony, and I'm calling for Family from the Heart. And I was calling about last week's show and maybe following up to some things that I said in the um, chat room. And I wanted to let you know that last year we homeschooled one of our children. She was in sixth grade. And um, school just wasn't cutting it for her because she was... She was bored, and she she was in a class of three girls and, like, 15 boys for math. And she just felt like nothing was ever getting done. Um, so we took her out for a semester, and uh, she actually worked on a program called National History Day, went to uh, districts with a friend. They did it on Dr. Seuss. Um, they won the level there, then, and he was homeschooled. Then they went to state. They won state. They won the best in state. And then they went to nationals and placed fifth. And she wouldn't have had that opportunity to uh, really, really work on a project deeply if she hadn't been homeschooled that semester. So I, even though she's back this year, she missed her friends. Um, she might not be getting as much as she would have if she stayed homeschooling, uh, but she's getting enough and she'll be fine. And uh, she also realizes that she's a very social person and that's kind of what she needs to survive. I also wanted to talk about Howard Gardner and the multiple intelligences in the school that my daughters are in. It used to be a private school and it's a public school now, but they used to just grade on the multiple intelligences and they'd say how your son or daughter was doing kinesthetically socially, um, and all the other the other ways. You know, they'd have like a, a whole paragraph on each of the seven or I think now there's eight intelligences. And uh, I think it was a, a better way. It showed that the teacher really knew your child. Uh, we don't get grades until sixth grade here. And so before that, it's either, you know, progressing, meet standards or exceed standards. And it's not a great system, but uh, once they hit sixth grade, you start to understand if they know anything. I mentioned jump roping while spelling if he's a kinesthetic child or bouncing a ball or doing a hacky sack or something like that, maybe to get that spelling into his brain. Because some people can spell just automatically and some people can't. Um, And if he works on it, he can and and I really don't think to be successful in life you have to be a great speller because there's spell check. And if you will always run your stuff through another person and edit, you'll come off just fine. The last thing I wanted to talk about was quantum learning. And uh, it it's some, some sort of um, brain-based uh, studies that were done, and they're, they're starting to teach kids based on what they found about 
what happens in the brain. Like my daughter, the five minutes before she goes to bed, she scans a what they want them to learn for the week. And, um, you know, it's usually it's less than five minutes. And one week it was the the solar system, you know, what's in the solar system. And supposedly if you do this for five to seven days right before they go to bed, it will the hippocampus will store it into long-term memory. So I'm wondering if maybe you want to do spelling, if he would look at spelling or spell while he's dancing a ball for the five minutes before he goes to bed, it might actually get into long-term memory. Um, I really enjoy your podcast, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, Tony, thank you so much for your feedback. There was a lot of information there. And for those of you who are listening via the podcast, the good news is that if you want to go back and review any of the different things that she was talking about, get some key phrases or keywords there, feel free to back it up a little bit and go back and hear what she had to say. But I, I do want to give an update, Steph, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, no, absolutely. Of, of what's going on with Matt. So you want to tell him what happened uh, the Friday, of course, we didn't talk about Matt last week. It was two weeks ago, right? No, it was last week. Oh, goodness. It yeah. feels like two weeks ago. No, last week was the educational choices or whatever you titled it. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, educational options. Options, choices, aren't they the same thing? I think so. Okay. Um. So after on Thursday night, obviously, we recorded that Thursday afternoon. And then Thursday evening um, at the school, they had what they call curriculum night. And I went by myself, which was great. Thank you very much. It, Meaning that you're not being sarcastic. You're no. glad that you were able no, to go I'm by glad. yourself. Absolutely. Without children even. Because when we went to Megan's curriculum night, we all five went oh. and Cliff was bored and the kids, you know, were not bored because they were doing things that they probably shouldn't have been doing in the first place. It was crazy. So I told Cliff, you can come with me. It wasn't just our kids. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it, it wasn't just our kids. No. I was probably, I mean, I we were, or at least I was, I knew you were sitting and listening intently, but I was the among the only parent that seemed to that be. That was paying any attention to their kids. Exactly. Right. I know. It, it, and the reason why I was bored was because of, you know, trying to wrangle in three. Well, I didn't really like how they set it up either. It was really They bad. had each um, fourth grade teacher come in and talk about, um, the different areas that they're learning as far as, you know, social studies and talking about Kentucky and um, how they're going to have to write a report on a famous person from Kentucky or, or something about um, our state or from our state. And um, had another one come in and talk about math, had somebody else come in and talk about science when the truth of the matter is, is that our daughter only has two of those six or seven teachers that were filtering in and out of the it, room all night. It, it was boring. It was crazy and it was boring. And was there any information? I mean, now you picked up some information that you were, you went in looking for. Right. And it's nothing you couldn't have picked up uh, if you had not just talked to the teacher and asked her like right. a Which question I for do, five minutes. Because I volunteer for the teacher. I mean, I think that that, I think that curriculum night is important. I do, especially for the parents who aren't involved, aren't as involved as I am. Right. I'd say we, but I'm more involved than you are inside the school building. And so I could have asked her those questions, you know, any given Tuesday when I'm up there. But, um, so I do think that it is a great resource. I just didn't really like how the fourth grade had set theirs up. I, I think it should have been, you know, as we much should as- have had more time with Megan's teacher. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that 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 it should have been a, a an opportunity where it's kind of like you know you can bring your kids if you have to, mm-hmm. 
but it, we'd prefer that you not. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a little detour for a minute. Oh no! Yeah, it's still school related. We have I to volunteer. stay on topic no. today, and then we'll get back to the curriculum night where I went for Matt. So I volunteer for their teachers, right? Okay. I go up every Tuesday from 10:30 to 1:30, and I do whatever the teachers need me to do. Really, okay. So I go in. They know that I'm coming, so they're prepared. Well, um, with the third and the fourth grade, neither of which bothers me. I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining. If you volunteer for one teacher, you're kind of volunteering for all of them, which I don't mind at all. So on Tuesday, I copied an entire week's worth of lessons for the entire fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you sitting down? Eight reams of paper. Really? Eight reams of paper. That's crazy. That's just one week. That's crazy. That is just one week. It was insane. Um, and the box was so heavy carrying it back to the classroom <laughs> with all that paper in there. Anyway, just thought I'd share that. Um, I'm sure we killed a small village of trees somewhere. <laughs> I, th- yeah. You know, where where is the digital aspect of yeah. all this? It's not. I mean, it, it, is it crazy in our school system to cons- to think that parents don't have access to the internet? And I think there are still some parents who don't. You think so? Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's really a shame. I really See, wish that would that change. You think that that is like bizarre. No, I'm, I know. But really, I, I think that we are on the bizarre end of things. Yeah, that, we are. That it really is. I'd say that there are a lot of kids who still don't have access. No, and 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 I and I hate that. I mean, not that I wish they'd catch up, but I hate it be, for them. You know what they're missing out on. Of course, you know there's a lot of trash on the internet too. But at the same time, you know how inefficient it is to go through eight reams of paper right. for, for for one for grade, one week for one grade. Yeah, in that school for one week, and that's just that's so terribly inefficient extremely expensive because it's not just the cost of the paper right because the cost of making copies it's our school just got a brand new is copier. ridiculous our school just got a brand new copier so i mean you also have the the cost of the copier yeah and, and the cost of any the toner maintenance and that maintenance. it will have to yeah. right so it, it, it's ridiculous how much it costs to make a single yeah. copy for for anything it and, is. and it's just the, the amount of money that's being burned through and if you could just send that as a pdf pdf document to the parents oh that's lovely and troy in the chat room says textbook budgets were cut by 90 percent in kentucky this month yeah yeah you know kentucky go online because that's, <laughs> that's just you know, I, you know what is what is the budget for school for textbooks know. yeah what I, i'm gonna throw this out there but i'm sorry <laughs> I think every student should have a uh, one of the larger Kindles. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I, I I really do. I mean, you look at the amount of money they're spending on textbooks. Give each kid a Kindle, and and start making those things a little bit less significantly less expensive. And and let let's do this. You know, let's move this stuff along. And and with a Kindle, it's wireless, so you don't right. have to have internet at home. Right. You know, with a Kindle, you could teach the kids how to go and look up the things that they need on the Kindle, download it. I mean, right. I mean that kind of stuff. I mean, that's well, really, the stuff I would love to the see. The whole thing, I, I would love to see. Um, you put a Kindle in my son's hand and watch him. Oh, my goodness. Right. We wouldn't be having this conversation, <laughs> would we? So um, it was, what was I saying? I don't know. Okay, everything in the workplace 
is moving to technology. So it, it, but our kids aren't really aren't really going through school learning that knowledge. That this is true, and that's and why so I'm glad they're learning it here. That's putting them at a at a disservice. Um, because and I remember like the biggest problem when I graduated from high school was that they never taught me how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. You know, maybe that wasn't their job. Maybe that should have been happening in my home, but it wasn't. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, I, back to curriculum night. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Technology and, and education is, is a whole different story and, and stuff like that. But, uh, that's for a whole nother show. It is for a whole nother <laughs> show. And it, it may be one that we talk about, you know, some ways to use technology in our home to help improve our kids' educational experience. Right. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about the fact, or have we talked about the fact that our kids are on Twitter and, and stuff like that? McKenna that, wants a Twitter name. McKenna wants a Twitter. And I told her that we she can have up. one. She's trying to come up with a username. All right. Yes. Because I won't let her have freaking fart face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother story, which we have not covered here. So that is completely right. out of context for the right. listeners of this. That audience. is in the Lost Podcast. Yes, it I is. I completely forgot that. Yeah, That's a long one. story. We'll share that. That is later. a very long story. <laughs> but uh, how? Well, I, can't, I will just I briefly wanna, explain that Cliff wanna... one time watched Saturday Night Live with our children present. Yes. And they picked up some things that maybe they shouldn't have. And so <laughs> yeah. we're still dealing with it. <laughs> Are we still dealing with it? Uh-huh. Okay. So here, here's the thing. Okay, so maybe we're not still dealing with it. <laughs> Stephanie's still dealing with it in public when she's saying it in public. Yes. All so right. um, back to back to the curriculum night with Matthew. I did get to go by myself. I was not being sarcastic in that moment. Um, although the, a very dear friend has recently told me that my love language is words of sarcasm. A certain friend in the chat room even. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> And so anyway, um, which I'm not offended by. I just don't think that because I'm bringing it up that I was. Yeah. Um, she got a kick out of it. I did. And I've shared it several times recently. <laughs> and she's since been exercising her gifts. Always. <laughs> always. Here's what I told Sarah the other night. Okay. Totally distracted again. Sarah and I went out, um, which if you guys don't know who Sarah is, she is my very dear friend and uh, co-host of The Full-Time Mom. And, um, so we got to go out just, just the girls. It was awesome. Just having a good time. We went to a restaurant, had somebody wait on us for a change, which, you know, was fantastic because that doesn't happen often. And, um, my husband's playing with a magnifying glass. He's totally not paying attention to me. I'm listening. And, um, and so we were, we were sharing our, our frustrations, our, you know, but also talking about how ridiculous it is that we get frustrated at some of the things that we get frustrated with when there are people out there who are just, you know, don't have what we have and are way worse off than we are. Right. And um, so anyway, I started talking about something that we had talked about on the full-time mom last Friday. Um, someone who is also in the chat room here um, called in and asked us a question and we answered it. Yes. Well, after which later that evening I asked you, what'd you think of how we answered it? Oh boy. Which was returned with a, ah, it was okay. <laughs> okay. Which may not be exactly how you said it, but that's how I heard it. <laughs> so anyway, I was sharing with Sarah and just like, you know, here's the deal. It's either you're, and that is when, that is when the, my love language is the words of sarcasm comment first origin 
originated. Right. So I told Sarah, I said, look, with me, you're getting one of two things. You're getting sarcasm or brutal honesty. And that was the time for sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... So there, there is absolutely nothing positive that could have been said at that moment in time. It's what she's telling you. Well, and I'm pretty sure that before we even started in on answering the question, I said, I've been struggling with answering this since the voicemail came in. I prefaced that. If you didn't catch that, I'm sorry. But it's much better now. Anyway, which I'll share on Friday. It, okay. it's, it's much better now. And I can't wait to talk about it and tell people. Cool. Ready? Yes. I mean, this is going to be so quick. Your head's going to spin. Back to curriculum night. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Whiplash. Went by myself. Had a great time. Um, Was done a lot differently in that we just sat in the room with Matt's teacher, and she kind of explained how they go about their day, um, writing in their writing journals and what they're reading. And um, it it was a really good time. Well, after that, I got to talk with her a little bit one-on-one about Matt and I will tell you that I left the room feeling so much better than I had at noon Thursday when we recorded the podcast. Okay so just a little recap a flashback if you will right to last week we were really concerned for those of you who did not uh, listen to that episode yet we were really concerned because Matthew had began had been getting well straight D's <laughs> uh, much. and on his spelling tests week after week after week ever since school started. So uh, we were really concerned. Blah blah blah. Now back to the present, which is the past when you were at Carolina. Okay. Night. So um, so I just got to talk to her. You know, we're concerned about the spelling test, and you know he's getting really discouraged, and um, so. Is it that just asking her that these were the questions that we were asking ourselves? Is it that, you know, he's just not there yet academically and he's going to struggle all year? Or is it that he's just unfocused? And she said another thing with Matthew is his handwriting. We talked about that last week also. And I referenced that he's a left-handed male, which pretty much, you know, dooms him from the beginning. Yep. And total side note, have you noticed that McKenna, side note. McKenna is, okay, our daughter McKenna is also left-handed. Yes. She writes backwards. Like you're supposed to write from left to right. Uh-huh. If she's making a letter, she writes from right to left. So oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to be working on that with her. Oh, goodness. So um, anyway, in the beginning of the year, very beginning of the year, um, she couldn't, the teacher could not read Matthew's handwriting at all. Yeah. Neither could we. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Professor Allen said left-handed dude here. D plus in spelling in fourth grade. Woo-hoo! You Hey, you got a whole lot better than I did in fourth grade, my friend. Yeah. And so um, once she explained to him her expectation of his handwriting, it took that he did his homework um, here at home. And no, he did. They did it. It was the first week of school. They worked on it together in class so that they would know um, what her expectations were for their spelling homework. Well, his was unreadable. So when he came home that evening, he had to do it again. It only took that one time for him having to redo it to understand the expectation of what she needed his handwriting to be. And so overnight, not even overnight, over several hours, he dramatically improved his handwriting. So it's not that he's not academically on track with the other kids. It's that 
he's an eight-year-old boy and he's slightly unfocused. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> well, here's the good news is that... And she says he's doing great. He is doing so. great. And and we have addressed the issue with the spelling test. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that he can't do it. I do think there's some anxiety that was mm-hmm. involved with the test taking. And I think that what I've done is I've kind of turned the heat off on the expectation that you have to get everything right and you can't miss any and instead been working with him. Another thing that that the teacher decided to do, I don't know if I agree with or not, but for the time being, he's not the only one. I know. That's what I'm saying. For the time being, there are several students in the class who are who have an extreme difficulty with the challenge words. And by the way. Uh, the teacher is teaching the I before E except yeah, she, after you C. Yeah, talked about that. I, I specifically asked her. I raised my hand in class and I said, this is actually my husband's question, not mine, but wants to know if you are um, teaching those those basic concepts. And she said, yes, actually this week they were talking about when two goes vowel, when two vowels go a walk in, the first one does the talking. Right. So they are learning those things. Good. And so what happened was they were doing these concepts, but there were how many challenge words? Five. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not used to. And when you miss all five of those plus three of the regular words, you know. And the challenge words are not just a little bit more challenging. I mean, they're extremely challenging Mm -hmm. at the level where Matthew's at. I remember last year when Matthew hasn't brought home this spelling um, paper yet. But when Megan in the third grade brought home and her challenge word was astronaut, which you would think should be like a pretty easy word to spell, right? I'm like. I don't even know how to spell astronaut. That is so uncool. And of course, she brought it home and had a 100 on her test and rubbed it in my face. Yes. Because that's her love language. No. <laughs> <laughs> the love language of rubbing in thy face. No, she um, she is just like her mom. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but Matthew did extremely well considering the fact that, you know, they did take off the the challenge words for the time being and he's doing a lot better okay i'm so sorry i'm slightly distracted okay you and i both just got um an sms on our phone and i just looked to see who it was from which i know it's from my brother but i did not read the text message. okay i looked to see who it was from it is from your brother and i did read it and what did it say okay. that distracts you so much Here, well and it fits because we're talking about school now granted pj is 21 21 21 he is currently enrolled in NKU. Yep. And uh, since a Twitter was studying for my pop culture test. Nice. <laughs> what university do you go to where you get to take a class on pop culture? I don't know. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I was slightly distracted. You know, we. I wonder if we could get people like college <laughs> credit for the stuff we do in our entertainment podcast. Because we certainly cover a great deal of pop culture here. Yes, we do. That's that was funny. I'm sorry. I'm so, so Matthew is doing well. We were getting paranoid and yeah. I, I, and you know, I, I think if you listened back to last week, I, I think we came to the point where, you know, so what if he's getting, right. you know, if he's I not doing already, well in this one area, right? I have already accepted, um, which, which was a very big struggle for me. Um, we always want the best for our child, but, um, I, I'm okay if he's an average student. Okay. Yeah. And I say this because Megan excels. And so I need to not let my expectations of Megan become my expectations of Matthew in. That's not true. I expect them to both do their best. 
Right. Okay. See, see, that's what I that you said something is like you said we all want the best for our children, but you know I've come to accept less. And and I just want to say it's it's not that we, no we still so I worded it we wrong. we want the best educational Absolutely. experience for our child. But We're, if Matthew's but, best is a B, and Megan's best is straight A's, I've accepted that he's doing his best. Ex- absolutely. Right. And and so and and, and it's in that area. And there are going to be there will be areas that maybe aren't necessarily tested in school where Matthew's going to excel greatly. And I know that in that area where Megan would fall behind. Right. You know, and, and I mean, it's something as simple as the monkey bars. The The boy can do oh, monkey bars. Oh, my goodness. If, if, there was a, if there was a monkey bar thing that literally was, you know, I don't know. If we have a, monkey The bars, length of a football field. That he kid, could do them. That kid could go all the way down a football field. And turn around and come back. And turn around and come back. And pull himself upside down and hang from his legs he's, and try to walk it that way. Yeah, the kid he's, is, a, he's a monkey. He, he is, is a monkey. He's all, he always has been. So, I mean, there are other things. And of course, we've talked about his technical stuff. And right. so I'd love to read, back, read a, a little bit of feedback that we got in the forum okay. uh, under the op, under educational options discussion. And this is from Jeff Gentry. He says this, I'm listening to episode 76. I have seven minutes left in the podcast where you're discussing educational styles here are my thoughts number one i know families who had some kids in private school some in public school and some in ho- were homeschooled they are addressing the needs emotional spiritual and em- educational of each child and doing what is best for each which number one i want to say i like that and that's kind of where we were going with la- last week uh number two in the school district I work for, we recognize that children learn differently and the guidance department and teachers work with the parents and students to help them learn. It's not easy, but it is worth it. And if your school will not work with you and Matt on this, uh, then choose other options. And so I think that's a great idea. Stephanie and I definitely started to see some, some concern and Stephanie is has met with the teacher. And I think, do you still have a one-on-one schedule? We're going to schedule a run, one-on-one. Um, I told her that... Um, obviously I was more, um, at ease after the curriculum night. And so next Tuesday, when I go in for my volunteer time, she's going to have like his, his reading level. What, um, what level is, is he reading on? What books should he be reading to help not only maintain, but improve that. And, um, some of his other scores that from, you know, the tests that they've been taking just to show where he is holding up you know, with the expectations that the school has for him to make it to the fourth grade. Right. Which is another thing we got on curriculum night is a sheet of paper explaining a entire list of what the kids need to know leaving the third grade, entering the fourth grade. Gotcha. Professor Alan Allen adds to the conversation, even in the university level, uh, they consider the student students learning styles. Yeah. All right, so to continue on with what Jeff Gentry says, he says, I think that you as parents can look at Matt and see where his interests and strengths are, (laughs) which, by the way, let me just stop right there and say strengths. Right. You know, it's important for us as parents to not come to see a paper. And and, and, okay, can I just say I'm talking to me? Mm -hmm. All right, it's important for me as Matt's dad when he comes home with a paper that says minus nine out of how many? 20 or yeah. Okay. So when he's got minus nine out of 20 on a spelling test, it's important for me not to sit there and, and focus on that and hammer, 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 hammer at him to just try to increase, you know, to improve his, 
his area of weakness. Now, I I believe that there's room for improvement, and obviously we're working on it, and I think we're seeing some results. Though, what I'd say is that, you know, while this isn't the 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 purpose of Jeff's point, but he does have some strengths, and it's important to focus on the strengths. You know, how's he doing in math? My son is actually pretty decent in math. He's doing really well there. Uh, you know, vocabulary and some other wor- uh, sections of stuff. He's bringing home some papers where he's very excited about his grades. But if I can, and if I as a parent continually neglect to to take into account and praise him for the areas where he's strong, and only focus on what's weak, that that really is not the best way to do things. Now you would think, well, Duckliff, seriously, you didn't know that. It, it's not it, it's it was the heat of the moment kind of thing when I come home and it's like all of a sudden you get this and then all of a sudden it's the next week it's like which by the way sometimes feels like the next day and it's like another one it's like what is going on are you not studying or and and so yeah I, I will tell you I was I was misfocused on his weakness where I'm still needing to help him which I've I've de- de- decided that I still need to help him and improve that and try to make it a little bit more fun and entertaining and and stuff like that. But at the same time, making sure that I'm really saying, wow, look at where you're really great. Right. What? No, I'm just like, um, this morning, um, he had to write his spelling sentences. He had to choose five of his spelling words and create a sentence with them in it. And um, no one helped him. I made him come up with the sentences completely on his own because for the last few weeks, we've been kind of, feeding him sentences where he'll be like, well, I don't know what to say with this one and we'll give him a suggestion and then you read it and that's exactly what he wrote down. So today he had to write his own and um, he wrote, my sister Megan thinks I'm poison. Nice. (laughs) That is hilarious. I'm sorry. And I was just distracted by that for a moment. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Back to Jeff again. (laughs) We are a little bit, you know, we wonder why our kids have a hard time studying. Uh, Anyway, uh, he says, basically find out you guys can see where his interests and strengths are. He's listen to this. Then you can uh, use those interests and strengths to help him tackle the areas that are hard for him. For example, he loves the DSI. Get him some of the educational games that they offer for it. Did uh, he they, list any? No, he didn't list any, but oh, they, he on, says they Jeff. have a ton. Help me out here. So if anybody knows of any, you know, DS games, some Nintendo DS games that are educational, you know, and, and stuff like that, put a link in the educational options discussion forum in uh, section of the forum. Do you know what else we need that I'm very, very shocked we haven't done yet? What? Our kids need to start typing. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. Um, it's another thing that we talked about at curriculum night is that, you know, they write, they have to write these personal narratives and then type them up and they're like one fingering it and, you know. So, um, and I was just thinking that our kids need to be... Yes. And it's kind of pathetic that we don't have them doing that already. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I know how to teach them how to type. So I, well, I, I can know definitely you do, do we'll, that. We'll leave that to you. All right. Well, we will do that. Um, I'll tell you what. There is a lot of additional information in here regarding uh, the idea of educational options. A wonderful conversation has started. I encourage you, if you haven't done so, go to gspn.tv slash forum and then head over to the family from the heart section and you will see the conversation and and there's a lot of great 
uh, stuff happening, and I, I'm excited about. It. What are you laughing at now? I'm just frustrated with the forum. That's all. Why? It's nobody's fault. Oh, Stephanie had a problem with her Grey's Anatomy such I and such. I typed a very long post for Grey's Anatomy yesterday, and while I was she, typing, it logged me out, and when I went to post, it lost everything. Yeah, so yeah. I was just frustrated, but I am now set to stay logged in all the time, which I thought I had set yeah. before. Well, I yeah. Anyway. But other people get on my computer, and so I cannot be completely certain that it will stay that way, even though now I have chosen it to. Gotcha. All right. So, Stephanie, do we want to cover anything else before we wrap up here? We- well, you wanted to give an update on our travel. Uh, yeah, I do. Before I do that, can I can we give a like a health update kind of deal? Sure. We haven't done that in this podcast in a long time. Okay. Not in this podcast. We've done it in other podcasts. Okay. But just for those who might only be listening to Family from the Heart on a regular basis. Uh, Stephanie, how many pounds have you lost now? What are you up to? 54. 54 pounds. And as of this past Monday, I am now at 40 pounds lost. So between Stephanie and myself, we have lost 94 pounds. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's. It's really wild. It is. It is really wild. And I want to say that Stephanie and I have also started watching The Biggest Loser this season. Ah, uh, yes. And <laughs> Andy says that's an eighth grader. <laughs> that is an eighth grader. But not only not only that, but we, we started. Well, I'm not looking to find an eighth grader, though. We started watching um, The Biggest Loser. We did. And we're watching it as a family. And it is really, really awesome to sit down and watch this show as a family. It really is. Um, last night, we had started. We had started the episode. Um, well, I guess Tuesday's episode before our home team, which is our small group Bible study that obviously meets in our home, and um, we didn't get finished with it. You know, everybody started to show up, and so we paused it to finish later. And then I sent a Twitter message last night. The kids were staying up so that we can finish the the Biggest Loser. And I got a um I got a response back from our friend um Jeff in Indy. And he said that they used to let their kids watch it with them and then the language got really bad. And the language is a little heavy. In the first episode. No, I mean even last night they were Was all it? yeah. I they mean were all it wasn't out? it wasn't bleeped. No. Maybe that's why you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they weren't they weren't bleeped, but there is quite a few. Um, you know, just referring to your body part with, you know, not a nice term. And, you know, it was just, it was, but that's not something that bothers us. We, we discussed that with our children. We're, we're able to talk about it. Um, you know, they think it's hilarious still sometimes when, uh, when they hear it, but, but if that's something that concerns your family, maybe, maybe you shouldn't. Let your kids watch The Biggest Loser. Right. That's what I was trying to get at. Exactly. But, but, for, but for our kids our, love it. But our family, we are watching it and we are loving it. And it's and it's really teaching some valuable lessons. And not only that, but we've started and, and those who are following Pursuing a Balanced Life this afternoon, there's some great additional content that I have where I've recorded some more conversations. But uh, we're taking walks at night. Uh, at least I am. And I know you're going to be doing so as well off and on. Uh, taking walks with our kids at night and just having some wonderful absolutely awesome conversations through that process and it's just a lot of fun and also on the topic of biggest loser if you don't mind i'd love to just promote a brand new podcast let me let me just click the play button on this site here real quick listening to the biggest loser fan podcast with cliff ravenscraft and father roderick 
second chances. Hey, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. I am Father Roderick, and I am one of the two hosts of this show. With us is also Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff, how are you? I have never been better, and it gets better every single day. Excellent. Cliff, tell me a little bit uh, about yourself. Where where are you? All and, right. Uh, what so, are you doing on this? So there you go. Brand new podcast just launched at six o'clock this morning uh, with Father Roderick. Uh, the two of us are working together on this podcast and we are so excited. And for those of you who are watching live, stick around in eight minutes or so. We are going to be launch. We're going to be recording episode two of that right. podcast uh, because we have a little bit of catch up to do. So it, it's a lot of fun and you can find it at Biggest Loser Podcast. Dot com and that's biggestloserpodcast.com. Right. Anyway, I wanted I wanted but to no, share that. Yeah, you should. You absolutely should. But our kids are our kids are loving it. Our kids are um learning great things from it. It's not only coming from us anymore, you know. It, it's something that they can see on TV and enjoy. I love that um Megan is as invested into these people as we are, you know, and um, as we are becoming. And she she's so funny. Anyway, so what was I going to say? I totally lost it. I'm not sure. We're going to. Well, I know you're not sure because you're not listening. I was listening. No. I was. Okay. I promise. You just want to cut me off so you can go talk to Father Roderick. I know how you are. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I feel so second here. Do you want to join us for the the no, biggest loser as a special guest host? <laughs> maybe maybe another time. Okay. Um, I'm awake at six o'clock anyway. As long as I wouldn't have to be you know on camera since I'll still be in my pajamas and everything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, no, I do have I do have some other I do have some other things that I need to get done. Yeah. So hey, I want to say what we're going to talk about next week, so you guys know. Okay. Next week, Stephanie and I are going to tell you where we are in the decision about world travel at this point in our lives. And we're not going to say anything about it until then. We're going to leave you on the edge of your seat. But Stephanie and I have come to a conclusion about what we have decided that we're going to do, you know, within the next two years and whether or not we'll be traveling the world (laughs) one country at a time. That's right. Or whether or not we'll be hanging out here in the gspn.tv world headquarters. It might have new headquarters. Or maybe new headquarters. Uh, we'll, We'll share all of that with you and kind of our thought process and, and stuff like that. I know that we had, uh, you know, Anita says, come with us to Africa. Uh, so anyway, but we will we will just basically just share with you where we've been in the conversation and quite honestly, how the conversation seems to have just it become null and void, except for when it comes to, you know, what are we going to decide, which probably gives a lot of it away. So we'll 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 share with you more next week. You could have just you could have just answered the question in all of that you just explained that we're going to talk about next week. It's yeah. awesome how you do that. You like that? So now you don't have to st- tune in next week at all. You just know. But actually, we will. I'm sure we'll send. Uh, no, I'm sure we'll we'll actually talk about it at great length and how we came to those. Yeah, and of course we'll we'll be taking your questions and your calls at area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven for the voicemail hotline. 
859-795-4067. And of course, for those of you who are enjoying this podcast, this is the Family from the Heart podcast. Tell somebody else to go to familyfromtheheart.com. What? Nothing. You looked at me really funny. I was just, I'm not. it wasn't at you. Okay. No. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And of course, we do want to say special thank you to Mardell.com. And that is Stephanie. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And anytime you want any Christian books, CDs, movies, uh, curriculum for your Sunday school class, your small group, your homeschooling, they have it all. Go over to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. You'll get 10% off of everything. But more importantly than just getting the discount, you communicate to Mardell.com that you appreciate and value them supporting GSPN.TV as well as all the Plus members out there who help make all of this possible. And uh, we love coming here each and every week, and we'll be back next week. Until then, join Join the the community. community.